step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're not the only one that can take 
take out trash That can make the cash That can make a laugh You're not the only one That can make a brag That can make a drink That can make a scream Keep a vibrator When I make a bag Gotta make it laugh Got a little bit of time Gotta break it back You already got a strike Can't take it back Gotta face the fact Fuck the baby up a little bit of baby fat Look I know it's hard when your baby mama don't want you Especially if she don't need you Especially if she used to feed you Especially if she used to keep you Especially if you used to cheat too Wait, come and think of it She ain't never really need you
And welcome, Sippers. You are tuned in to the Tea with Mo. I am your host, Miss Mo. I have my lovely co-host on the line, Sunny. How are you doing today? We are doing great today. How are you? So great to hear your voice this week. You know what? I told y'all last week, you know, it was our birthday takeover show, Virgo Takeover. I told y'all I was going to be going to hot Atlanta uh, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, Atlanta owes me nothing. Atlanta owes me nothing. Shout out to my brother, Teddy P, for hosting the girls' trip. So it is good. But I came back, and it is raining in Houston. I'm like, oh, boo. So I know. So I am um, – Definitely not drinking ever again. Definitely will not be drinking ever again. Um, did, oh, did, don't even want to look at any. It was. Don't want to see any kind of alcohol at all. Um, but it was a good week, so I am doing good. I am definitely um, about to go get me some tea on one of these music breaks. I definitely need it. So how was your week this week? Um, It was It was good. Um, had a Good birthday with the mister um, in the afternoon and then dinner with family that evening. And my baby girl made me some cupcakes. So it was wonderful. Hold up. Wait a minute. I know you were not going to try to sneak that in there to our sippers and just throw that in there. So what our sippers don't know is we refer to uh, significant others as the mister. So y'all see how she just threw that in there. So uh, <laughs> we claim it. We claim it. This is now on the show. Okay. I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm with it. But for now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm with it. All right. Well, I'm sorry out there to all you male slippers out there. She is off the market. We tried to tell y'all, but she is officially uh, off the market. Welcome. Welcome to the relationship hey. world. Welcome. 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 <laughs> I don't know how long you'll be, but, you know, hopefully you will be long. I don't know either. <laughs> We're just enjoying this bliss stage right now. <laughs> you know what? I definitely will tell you to enjoy it well. Definitely enjoy it because, yes, the relationship world of life is, is very difficult over here. So I'm glad you yeah, are baby enjoying steps. it. Baby, yes, Thank baby you. steps. You know, did, I hope he listened to the show last week about what to do with a Virgo because, <laughs> you know, Tad Demar gave us some really good, um, some really good tips, and you know that was such a fun show. Week, I definitely, it if was. you guys have not tuned in to last week's show, our Virgo Takeover, y'all need to go cop that on Blog Talk under the T with Mo, or you guys need to go to SoundCloud and catch that show because actually I did upload it. Y'all are proud of me. I uploaded it on time this week, so. I definitely, definitely um, am excited that we have the show. I'm glad that we both had great birthdays. 34 looks good on you. I'm claiming the 35, although we don't look it. You know, we look like we're about 26, 27, which is good. That's so true. <laughs> but you know what? So we let's get straight into the intro. Guys, you are, again, you're tuned into the Tea with Mo. Here at the Tea with Mo, our tea provides nourishment for your mind, your body, your spirit and all the other good stuff that uh, Jamar told us last week on the show that we won't get into <laughs> now. So this week, our tea of the week is peppermint tea. I chose this tea because we had not had peppermint, and peppermint is actually one of my favorite teas. 
Um, it's a very good go-to when, you know, I, I love green tea, but peppermint definitely has to be one of my favorites. I always keep peppermint tea in my house. The reason why I keep peppermint tea is, one, it's great for digestion. So anytime my kids have an upset stomach or I have an upset stomach or Mr. has an upset stomach, I am running to go get the peppermint tea. Um, it is just really good for digestion. And it's very soothing as well. Sometimes I throw in an extra peppermint as well um, just to give it a little bit, you know, more of a fresher taste or crisp taste. It aids in weight loss, as most of our teas do. Um, it boosts your immune system. And, again, given what's going on in the pandemic and the fact that we're about to hit flu season, so because we're hitting flu season, that's a really good, a good added benefit. It fights bad breath. Who doesn't want good breath? Um, it's sleep-friendly. And one of the biggest things is peppermint tea calms you. Peppermint tea is really good for um, stress relief and anxiety. Um, and being that I suffer from anxiety, um, this is a tea, like I said, it just it's so refreshing, and it just, it just has a way of calming you. Even if you just smell the peppermint. Is just really calming. So that is our tea of the week. What tea are you personally sipping on this week, Sunny? Um, still green tea. We're still sipping on the green tea. Green tea. Mm, allergy so, Yeah. So I saw your favorite, and I actually went and got some sweet tea this week. I went and saw Bojangles. I was so excited oh, when I saw it. Yes, I was time. so excited. I was like, let me take a picture. But then I was like, nah, I ain't going to be that person. But, yes, I did. I did get me some green tea, I mean, some Bojangle sweet tea. It is on point. I see why. I don't think I can drink it, like, all the time. But it it was really good. It was a really good tea, definitely. Yes, I love it. Love so it. Oh, you should have had a bowberry biscuit while you were there. Who said I didn't? I just wasn't trying to sound fat. You know what I'm saying? I was just oh, trying to tell you about the tea. That's it. Um, we did. It was really good. I was really excited. Um, I don't think I I haven't had Bojangles probably in almost, man, it's been a minute. I ain't going to lie. It's been a minute since I actually had some Bojangles. But before we get into this week's topic, I am going to play a song, if I can find it. I might not be able to find it, so we may play it after this. But, oh, I do. So, this shout-out goes out uh, <laughs> to all the baby daddies of the world. We're going to play this song. We're going to get into the mood of what we are talking about this week. So, our show topic for this week is what should child support be used for? Is going to come in and drop some major tea on this topic. We're going to get a little personal. We're going to get a little uh, – we're going to have, take a few calls, hopefully, if we've got anybody out there. Remember, callers, our number is 563-999-3028. Press 1 to share your tea. But I'm excited about this topic. Um, the reason why I'm excited about this topic is because it hits close to home for a lot of people in our community. Um, and we are the community sip and stir. And, baby, this week we're going to stir it up just a little bit. So when we come back, guys, mm-hmm. from this music break, we will get straight into it and bring in our feature. Pick up the phone, girl. For God Almighty, you make me miss my show. It's gonna be some trouble. I'm talking about I had you destroyed. God Almighty. 
Hi, and thanks for joining the Tricky Lake Show. Today's topic is, and ladies, you're going to love this, No Good Dad and Their Baby's Mama. Look at that. Oh, I'm going Pick up the phone, girl. $500 in back child support. Uh-uh. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ray Ray, you'll no. see how to vote it. All right, Sippers, we are back. That <laughs> sets the tone for this week's topic. We're going to have a little fun. You know, got to gotta make a little yeah. fun out of it. But, Sue, here's a tip. You know what's funny? That is actually my kid's dad's ringtone. <laughs> and it literally cracks me every time. I he I had to play something. I had to make a ringtone that I wouldn't get annoyed by. So anytime I hear that song, it just cracks me up because I start singing it. And sometimes I let him go to voicemail just so I can hear the whole ringtone. So funny, so hilarious. Lord. But shout out, shout out to all the baby daddies out there in the world. But that song cracks me up. So, and actually, it's funny because he said I actually told him that that was his ringtone. He didn't believe me, so I had him call me and call me, and he was like, "Wow." You really have that as my ringtone. I was like, yeah, very true, very true. So, honey, let's get, let's bring our feature in this week into the studio, into the studio. Can't talk today. It's these crab legs that I'm eating. Um, let's bring him into the studio. Frederick, welcome to the show. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm well, yourself? Doing good. So it wouldn't be the two with Mo if I didn't give you our sound effect because I love them. Thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you coming on the show and talking this tea with us, and we are we definitely appreciate your perspective that you are going to give to us on our topic this week, which again, guys, is what should child support be used for? So as you can see, I, I did a little intro to the uh, "That's Just My Baby Daddy." You know, that's 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 a good song. I like that song. Song. I don't know why that song makes me happy. It just makes me do a little jig, you know. <laughs> so it makes me happy. Um, it it does. It does. It's a it's a good song. Don't worry. I got something for the fellas out there. You know, in the beginning of the show, I played Brandy Baby Mama. You know, I got a little something for everybody. You know, put everybody in a good mood. <laughs> 
realize this is such a serious topic, right? But before we get into that, Frederick, we have to ask you, because, of course, this is the tea with Mo. So we have to ask you, what is either your favorite type of tea, or is there a tea that you've been sipping on this week? You already, you actually already said it. Uh, a lot of people actually don't drink mint tea, but I absolutely love mint tea. Uh, to me, uh, like that, that, that kick too, the the crisp part of uh, the crisp part of mint tea is it for me. Mm-hmm. So my tea, um, and and I don't know, I'm not really well versed in the world of tea. But um, I don't know if it's glass for me to put honey in your tea and things like that, but I definitely throw some honey in there. Uh, yeah, but it's peppermint tea. I think it's Tazo. Tazo peppermint tea, I believe, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, probably pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> it's okay. We pronounce it wrong all the time. But what, what you don't time. know is we here at the Tea with Mo, we definitely, if your tea is hot, you put a little honey in it to make it sweet. We don't do the whole sugar in, in the tea at all. Um, only if it's cold. We did decide that last week that you can put what? sugar in iced tea. Oh, 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 you mean like a cold tea? I thought you meant like it was sitting out. It got cold. Gotcha, gotcha. You mean like iced tea? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I can't drink cold tea. Uh, well, well, Snapple doesn't count, right? Snapple doesn't count. But I can't no, drink that's cold. Yeah, oh, that counts. What does it count? Snapple. Snapple. <laughs> Snapple does not count. Snapple does right, not count. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> Snapple is tea. It, yeah, it is, but it isn't. You get what I'm saying? And now, look at me. Now I'm sounding like I'm well-versed in tea right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We got you. Anytime you need a tea flavor, we got you. We got you. That's that's a part of that's a part of what we do. So you know, one of our main teas that we had a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago, was a white leaf tea. And the added benefits of white leaf tea, I think, is the number one. We've got green tea. We've done a lot of teas, but white leaf tea, I think, is our biggest tea that had the most benefits because it has fluoride in it, so it protects your teeth. It protects you from Parkinson's, osteoporosis, dementia, bad breath, digestion. I think the only thing it wasn't good for was your immune system. That was one of the only things that it wasn't, but I'm pretty sure it's teeth. I'm pretty sure it is good for you, but we definitely have that is the heavy hitter so far. But I love, I love mint tea. I'm actually about to get some in a little bit. But tell our sippers a little bit about yourself if you don't mind. Uh, well, my my name's Frederick. Uh, I'm from Philadelphia. Um, and if there's if there's anybody to give y'all the tea on this subject today, it's me. Uh, for I had my daughter when I was about 19 years old. Um, and since then, all the way up until was it last year. Uh, I've been to family court. She's 11 years old. I've been to court basically every year of her life. I've been to court so many times. I think the last number was 69 times. That'd be custody and child support. So, uh, yeah, if there's anybody (laughs) uh, that has a T on this subject, man, it's definitely me. 
Um, and that doesn't even count my son. <laughs> Been the courtroom too, man. Your daughter six over sixty nine times in eleven years. Yep. It, it should be 69 or under. I don't, I don't think it went past 69, but, uh, yeah, just for my my daughter, yep. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now, is that from – let's talk – okay, let's go into the child support side. Now, is that from the child support portion or does visitation – like, in the state of um, – in Philadelphia, you guys – the state of Philadelphia, Lord. So, in – in Philadelphia, in your county, child support and visitation are separate? Yeah, so you got custody and then you got child support, yep. Okay. So when you go to court, okay. yeah, when you go to court, you can either be going for custody or child support or both, but they um, they they have their own uh, court dates and things like that. Now, yeah. Sunny, is that the same in North Carolina? Um, I'm going to go with yes. Um, I have just started this child support journey. Um, my daughter's father was just served a couple weeks ago. So as far as I know, um, they are separate as far as I know. So here in Texas as well, is visitation is one thing and you go to court for visitation and then you have, um, well, I take that back. It's one and the same. So you have your child support order, and then you have visitation. But it's all in one order. It's all addressed in one, um, in one order. So it's like a basic order of what we have. So I, it, it, it yes and no for us. Um, I have been dealing. I've dealt with the child support and you know custody situations for almost my daughter's uh, twelve. So for almost nine years. Um, I don't think I've been to court that many times. I've been to court several times, but not not 69. That that is an abundance of of court. Now to get a little deep into it because it is the key. So Frederick, so with that is was that based on what was why why so many times? Um, you know, <laughs> I don't. I really a lot of it would just be. Um, assumptions, uh, but in in reality, like, I, and I and I'm not being biased at all. I just did not deserve to be there. I just happened to leave my relationships, and that didn't bode well with them. Um, and because of that, I fell under that umbrella of men who end up in custody court, child support court, um, for the wrong reasons. Uh, or the right reasons for me, you know, as far as custody, like the longest time I went without seeing my daughter was four months, even though I had a court order at that time. But what I didn't want, I didn't want my daughter to be traumatized by some officer barging in her mom's house, picking her up, carrying her away to bring her to me. Uh, so I never executed the, that order. Uh, and I just waited for another court date, you know, because she was, um, she was, uh, what's that, like, in contempt of the order, you know, just not following it or whatever. Uh, and the longest time I went without seeing my son was six months. I can tell you this right now. I've, I've been to court, and I can tell you I know I, I didn't belong there because the first time I went to child support, I, you know, I cracked you nut. 
I go in there, and mind you, I was already giving her money. So I would give her money orders just to keep track before I was giving her cash. And then, like, I, again, I was still wet behind the ears. Like, you have to keep track of that money that you give them. So some uh, someone was told me, you have to give them a money order, give them something that, you know, you have a re- actual receipt of. So I was giving her that, and uh, she, she, because I took her to custody court, she took me to child support court. And when she took me to child support court, I, I lied to you not. She takes me to child support court, and the guy's like, how much do you want? Oh, and she was like, oh, he could give me the same thing he's been giving me. <laughs> Mind you, I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? And and she's like, oh, um, I, I think she said, oh, I'm just trying to make it easier on you. Mind you, I don't know if y'all know this, but child support takes a little bit of that money. So she ended so up herself, Yeah, yes. she ended up screwing herself in the end because the amount I was giving her wasn't the amount they were giving her. Right. Now in the state of Philadelphia why do I keep saying the state? Lord. Okay. So in, <laughs> I mean in Pennsylvania the city, is the state, baby. I know, but I keep saying Philadelphia because <laughs> you said Philly, so in my mind I just keep saying Philly. So in that in Philadelphia <laughs> Is it is your child support governed by percentage of just your income, or is it by both incomes? What she's making? Oh, they like to use the D word. It's called the disparity between the incomes. Uh, one lady, she goes, "Oh, we calculated. Honestly, that whole system just needs to go in the trash." She goes, "Oh, we calculated like you guys are still together, <laughs> like you guys live together." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I'm like that. That makes absolutely no sense. Because realistically speaking, if so, when I went to child support court and uh, I go in there, you you give them a list of your bills, right? So me, I tend to not live outside my means. I've never had a car note. I've always owned my cars out outright, so I've never had a car note. Um, what else? What are some other things? I, I, outside of that, I really wish for God, but rent, you know, utilities, things like that, they calculate that. But then, this is what, what else they do is they calculate um, your car note and things like that. Well, if I don't have a car note, guess what? I don't, I typically don't need that money because now she has more bills than me, right? So they they really did calculate a lot of, uh, like, how much money she got off of what she had to pay. And, uh I remember the one time I was ha- having this conversation in, uh, with her mom, uh, and she's, she's arguing with me, and she's like, oh, you know, my car insurance is $300 because uh, I got in an accident, and my car knows this, and I'm just looking around, and I'm like, that has absolutely nothing to do with me. You know, and if, 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 you, if you can't afford it, then, like, how is that put on me? And when I went into child support court, I'm like, there's no way, like, they're going to raise the money because, you know, she got a $300, you know, car insurance. I went in there. She had, they asked, literally asked for those bills, uh, school loans they also take into account, uh, things like that. And I'm just like, well, if she racked up $100,000 worth of uh, school debt, like, how is that my fault? Like, not, I, I feel like when I went in there, it, like, very little – went to like what the child actually needs it's it's, it sounded more like what money uh her mom needed uh to i guess 
be better off. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. But, you know, that leads us straight. That was a perfect segue into the question of what should child support actually be used for? From a male pers- a father perspective in your situation, what exactly do you feel the child support should be used for? Um, obviously, the child. I, I, I want to say in moderation, uh, really, you can use it for the household, you know, like, I tell people all the time, if if you're, if the mother of your child isn't good, then your child isn't good. You know, I, I, I never wanted to see, you know, any of my children's mothers failing or anything like that, because that means that on while they have my son, uh, son or my daughter, they're, my, they're not, my kids aren't living their best life over there. You get what I'm saying? If she's, you know, struggling to make ends meet, again, that's my child struggling to make ends meet. So I say in moderation, the things that you use it for. I'm not. I'm not saying go go get your damn you know your toenails done and you know things like that. Uh, but I'm saying you know food, clothes, uh, and you know what? Why not bills? You, you know things that things that directly um, directly affect my Impact. my son or my daughter. The money should definitely go there. And also, it's it's out of my hands. And for me. Uh, I absolutely hate going to uh, we call it family court so family court is just it's both child support and custody court Um, I hate going to that place that it got to a point where I'm like here goes the money that's it my peace costs way more and this is nothing compared to my peace and I feel like when we when we as men as men when we start to get in the uh that that thing about what the money's being spent on, I think it comes from a place if you're being if you're being uh, genuine about it. Uh, I think it comes from a place of if you saw your child is you know uh, what's a high water uh, jeans, you know the, their sneakers they never have uh, clean sneakers whatever the case may be they just don't look like they're being well kept. So, really, so I think one thing. Go ahead. So really, I, in short, anything that, that directly affects the child, I think is a, is fair game to go to, and you shouldn't have any calls for concern as far as where that money goes if it's going that way. I've always felt that from a mother's standpoint, being a single mom. Um, so when I when I I tried to go the route of hey, let's just talk about what's needed for the kids and you pay this amount or you pay, hey, you pay this amount, you pay this amount of daycare and you provide this amount of diapers and formula, especially with younger children. Um, My kids, when I got divorced, my kids were three and 10 months. So I had daycare for both children. So my thing is, is okay, hey, you pay the daycare, you pay your half of daycare, you call them and actually make your payment to the daycare, you provide this amount for yourself, not necessarily handing me the money. So I got in a situation where it was being used, um, well, I'm not going to pay half of the daycare unless you do this. Or, hey, unless you, you know, go out on a date with me, I'm not going to bring you the money for this. 
So yeah, I got to the point where I, I've always told I've always <laughs> Your told my face, Frederick, you're just automatically I've always told my kid's dad, I, well, even when we were together, because we were together for seven years, and I told him, I will never put you on child support. You will put yourself on child support. So right. I had got to, I was the type of person where I don't think anybody should have to tell you what to do for your child and how much you should be able to, to provide for your child. However, if you get in a if I, I always told him, if I got in a situation where you forced me to make you responsible, then cool, no worries, we can go that route. So I felt that he made himself get on child support. I hate child support court. I hate it. Absolutely. I hate going and I hate that institution because I feel like from my standpoint, I got the short end of the stick. So when we went to court for child support, I was in a situation where he owned his own business and his mother runs his business. So they were able to, you know, and then for those who don't know, when in the state of Texas, when you own your own business and you don't actually have a check for them to garnish your child support from, you pay it on your own. So I got in a situation where he was able to doctor how much he was making so I got $250 for medical support and child support for almost seven years for two children. So for me, it became a situation where I can't depend on $250 to raise two children, nor should I, but I've always looked at it from that standpoint because I never got it. And it was when he wanted to, when they wanted to pay it. I always felt that child support was whenever I did get that money, that was reimbursement for whatever I had to spend on the kids that you weren't there for. So whether if it was shoes, whether if it was diapers, or say it was shots that they needed, it was co-pays, it was glasses. Both my kids wear glasses. It was glasses. So I've always, and I've even told my, my younger brother this and any of my guy friends, I've always said sometimes I feel like you have to look at child support from a reimbursement standpoint. You should, my mom always told me, you never depend on child support. You never calculate child support in your bills and in the income that you take in. Why? Because as a parent and being the custodial parent and taking on the responsibility as the custodial parent, not that not being the non-custodial parent relieves you of financial duties, but me being the parent saying that, I'm the stable parent, I'm the stable one, and I'm going to have them, there will be a lot more expenses that I will incur that he will not. So whether if it's school functions, you know, my daughter does cheer, my son does football and Fortnite, whether if it's even a Fortnite pass, those types of things, those are the money and I think the expenses that we don't necessarily look at that accumulate to a lot of things. But as a parent – you should be able to take care of your child and your household without someone else's help, regardless of if you have a parent or not. Because what happens if that person dies? Then you're still that single parent. So you, my mom's always taught me and I've always said, you have to leave, live off of the means that you have within yourself. So if you didn't get child support or you broke your leg and she couldn't have child support, then you should, she should be able to pay that light bill regardless of what is coming into her. But what she does get from you is something that she gets to supplement back. Child support is supposed to be a sub, is, is for me a supplement. It's not a payment. 
It's not a job source. It's not, I don't even list that. You know, they'll ask you sometimes, do you have, you know, other income? I don't even list that because it's not a guarantee. I don't use that to raise my children. Not saying that he shouldn't pay, you know, or be responsible if I call and I say, hey, or now my kids are older, they're 12 and 9, they can call and be like, hey, Dad, I want some new Jordan. Can you send me some money? You know, they're at that age, but when they're not at that age for that, I don't feel like you should. it should be used to get your – no. Now, here's where it's going to get a little sticky for me. Because for me, because I have that mind frame and I have that mentality of child support being a sublimation doc, I do feel that it's one of those things where if he gives me – when my kids were younger, if I decided to – if I had to take $50 to go do this for my child, like field trips or whatever – and my child support comes in. I don't think it's right for you to go back and then take that $50 and use that to go get your feet and nails done if your kids aren't taken care of. So if my kids are not taken care of, they're walking around, like you said, with high waters and tennis shoes and all of this stuff, and the light bill does need to be paid. If I take that money that comes in and I decide to go pay the portion of that light bill because I had to pull the money from somewhere else to make sure they were straight, then great. But I'm not taking that money and I'm not going to go get my nails and my hair done and my child and my light bills and everything. There's no food in there. You know, they're not taken care of. But if my child is straight, then one thing I've always done, that money goes to them. That's, that's, that's college money. That's money in the future for me to buy them a car. That's money so that I don't have to call him and say, hey, I need such and such. My kid's dad does not – there's never a time that I pick up the phone and I say, hey, he pays over $1,000 a month, and this is the tea, and, hey, they're going to get the tea today. So he pays over almost $1,000 a month. So I, I don't call him and say, hey, there's a copay. Hey, Janai's glasses are this, or hey, and this and that, because he's already paying. For me, you're, you're already paying enough. That's enough. I already do it on my own to take care of them. So I, I don't feel, I don't know, I guess I'm going off on a tangent as well, so y'all stop me. Um, well, no, it's it's a child support to me should be if we're at answering the question child support to me should be used for a, either a sub um sublica- sublication no sublimation sorry lord sublimation for what you had to spend to take care of that child overall if you are in the if you are in the position to take care of your child on your own now second part of it is if you are not able to do that and you have to depend on that money to be able to pay daycare and to be able to pay your light bill, then yes, then that's what those things should be for. It's in the benefit of the child. It's not in the benefit for you, for you to go turn up with your girl. It's not in the benefit for you to go take that money and that's my turn up money. No, that's not your turn up money. That's money for your child. So if it needs to be used for your light bill, if it needs to be used for whatever in the household, if it needs to be used for groceries, great. Use it for that. But I also say to women and men, don't depend on it. You can't depend on child support. And if you do, then unfortunately, you may have to take a look at yourself and say, am I the custodial parent? Am I the right parent to be the one? That has that should have them all the time, because that in which that's a completely deeper conversation. Um, 
But that's that's my answer to the question from my personal experience. And I'm pretty sure there's people out there rolling their heads and eyes at what we're saying. But that's an honest conversation because, like I said, I like you, Frederick, I didn't get the great end of the stick. I got, I feel like I got hosed pretty much when it came right. to the system. And I feel the system is flawed because he paid $250 just because that's what he told you he could get. You know, right. so that that wasn't fair for someone. And especially knowing when someone is making, you know, you making almost 80K a year and you paying $250 for your children. That becomes a yeah. moral and ethic thing. And we have to take a look at the system in the United States, period, of how we do child support and how child support is viewed in the processes that happen. So when we... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's definitely a, a a a ton of bugs in the system, and it's just it's unfortunate. But it's such a like it's all so subjective that you know some people like they they take it as a win. Like some people will be like, oh, great, you get what I'm saying. But there's definitely a lot of people who are like, no, this this isn't fair, uh, but it's because it's so subjective. I definitely think the numbers need to be like, you know, reworked. Re, I don't know what, it, it definitely needs some fixing, you know, because I still pay child support and uh, per my court order, I have my daughter thir- Thursday through Monday and I still pay child support for her. Um, my son, we really don't use the court order, but uh, I, I can get, she lets me get him practically whenever I want anyway. My son on that end is still very well taken care of. Um, but wait, I, I, wait, I so know. she gets child support, but you have her Thursday through Monday of every week? Right, right. So d- despite the fact that we have uh, shared physical and legal custody, yes, I still pay child support. And that's the, that's the disparity thing I was telling you about. So they calculated like we are still living together, but because she has more bills than I do, because she, you know, she got into the car accident and she bought a car in which, you know, she, you know, she's having trouble uh, affording. Um, it, it, kind of, it literally, that's basically what they were trying to tell me. Like it fell on me, and I'm like, mm, okay, and see. This is why I said, like, I don't live outside of my means. I remember the one time we had a conversation, um, and she she had she had asked me for money, and I, I've been, like, I already paid child support, and I actually don't give her mom anything outside of the child support just because if I get money, I give it to my daughter. Um, but the one time she actually, it was like 20 or $30, which is nothing. I'm like, you know, here you go. She said it was for my daughter's first day of school to get her hair done so she could be nice. And, of course, I'm like, oh, I'm with that. Yeah, like, definitely don't get her hair done. So I uh, show up the next, uh, I show up that first day of school. I get there, and I look at my daughter's hair. And it wasn't bad, but I know it wasn't done professionally. I'm like, well, what happened to Lena's hair? She's like, oh, the, the, the salon uh, couldn't take her or whatever, and I'm just like, well, oh, okay. And I left it at that. I didn't ask about the money because, like, it it wasn't it wasn't a lot of money, but I it was still it's still like in the back of my head. Like, so then, 
what the hell did you do with the money? And it, again, it wasn't a lot, but it, it, it still it still left that question. But then we got into another argument about Jordans, right? So my daughter, she's a girl, and I get it. You know, some kids, you know, some kids do want Jordans, but my daughter wasn't really, you know, she's not really the the tomboyish type or whatever. She, you know, sandals. She's got the fur sandals, all that stuff. But my daughter also doesn't take care of her sneakers really well. And I told her, I told her mom, I said, you know, she's like, oh, she wants Jordans when she asked you for the money. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, if if you're complaining about buying her Jordans, buying her expensive sneakers, why are you buying her expensive sneakers? <laughs> and she she really didn't know what to say. She's like, but that's the thing. Like so many people try to live outside of their means that they end up needing the money when in reality you you can life you not you can get Michael Kors you know sandals boots sneakers all that all that cute stuff at like Marshalls TJ Maxx or whatever and every now and then maybe splurge on some Jordans right I I've done it I spent seventy five dollars on some Doc Martens for my daughter she really wanted them she wanted them I got them for Christmas she wore them one time and scuffed them one time. And I said I would never do I would never do it again. And as she's getting older, I'm trying to ease like ease on in there. But I, I know her. The one time she was walking and like purposely like scraping the top uh, the toe on the concrete. And I'm like, <laughs> and the crazy part was like those those were shoes that her mom bought. They were Uggs. They were Uggs. And I don't know if y'all know Uggs are expensive. They're hundred dollars no matter what size. So uh, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at her like, are you crazy? But, again, you know, she she got so upset that I told her, you know, no to, like, just buy cheaper sneakers. But it was one of those things where, like, we we sit there and we try, and for whatever reason, you know, some people are just materialistic. That's that's the end all be all. Uh, but my, my daughter is six years old at the time, and I'm just like, the hell she need Jordan for? <laughs> She's sick. You she better than me because I'd have been petty and I'd have asked her. I'd be like, okay, so where's my money? Right, right, Every time she had another child, she took me back to child support. They are not my kids. <laughs> they are not my I'm like, and I'm looking around. And the crazy part is, so I had my daughter half the time. So we had shared physical and legal custody, right? The crazy part about this is, the one day, oh, in court, she tells me, well, uh, my, my, my son's dad pays 200 or or something like that, Um for for uh for the for the kids and I'm like hold up hold up I'm paying over two hundred dollars and he paid two hundred for two <laughs> and I'm like you want more money from me but that's how it goes man that's that's how it goes well guys let's let's take a call and then we're gonna we're gonna ask Sunny the question let's take a call and see what our caller thinks about the question hello Hi, caller. caller how are you doing today. What's your name and what's your favorite tea? 
Hello? Hello? Hi, caller. What's your name and what's your favorite tea? You know what? We'll come back to it. It's the studio. We'll come back to it. So, Sunny, what what is your take on the question? Oh. <laughs> um, so, my take on the question is I feel like I'm in green with you guys. For the most part, um, the child support should go to things pertaining to the child and you know yes I agree that it you should not factor it into what you would normally do like if you get it that's great if you don't it's still great because you're still able to function um but it does help and I say that from perspective of I get well at the current moment I get absolutely nothing from my daughter's father like in well over a year um, we did try to uh, come to an agreement when we broke up. Um, I said, Hey, do you want to agree on a set amount? And it could just be between us and that's what you'll pay, whatever you can afford. I'm not trying to, you know, make it difficult for you to live. Um, just help me with childcare. My daughter just turned three and we came to a number. We agreed upon it. I think he went maybe two or three months giving me that. It was like $200, which um, my mom watches my daughter, but I pay her because she's my daughter and is my mother's granddaughter, and she's doing me a favor because I don't want my daughter in child care, in daycare. Um, so I pay her to $100 a week. So 200 would color the month, which I felt was, you know, like, okay, you're at least covering child care, but like you said, that doesn't cover shoes, clothes, food, etc. Like the things like that that she needs. So he did that for like two or three months and has done nothing since. Um, he did buy her a pair of shoes like back in June. It was the first time since she was a year old that he's bought her a pair of shoes. He hasn't seen her in six months. Um, he does, He won't call. He won't FaceTime. I asked him, he, but he started, back in June, he started to demand that I drop her off with him, in which I told him, in order for me to get to the point of doing that, she needs to be familiar with who you are, because she know only reason she knows that is her dad, is because I refer to his name as dad, but other than that, that's not her dad. Like, if she says daddy, she's talking about her grandfather. She's not talking about him as a dad. So I said, I'm not just going to drop her off with you. You don't know her, and she doesn't know you. So back in May, I finally did end up filing child support because she is getting older. There are things I would like for her to do. She's three now. So I do want to put her in um, some type of a preschool and a Montessori school so she can get the foundation for kindergarten. And eventually, yes, I would love to have her in a private school. But as you guys stated before, I would only do that if that's something that I could do because I can't depend on him for anything. To tell the truth, even though I filed the paperwork and he was served, I am kind of having second thoughts about it. Like, is it really worth it? And I don't want to nope. force somebody to do something that they don't want to do. Don't have, Here's why I say, don't do it. Don't. Go ahead. Uh, so don't. I'm just, 
don't have second thoughts. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this right now, man. Uh, as, as this is coming from a man, all right. <laughs> don't have second thoughts. Listen, y- you you weren't the only one involved in in making that child. You know, you were not the only one involved. Um, if 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 you're gonna do it as a man, that's your responsibility. Now, this is why I tell you not to have second thoughts. You gave him the out because right now you said two hundred a month. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Tiffany, does does he he works correct? He does, and he um, last October he just switched. He was doing corrections for the county, but now he's federal, so out is sixty thousand a year. He's he's, he's about to pay a lot more. Yeah, is she on his insurance? No. Oh yeah, he about to pay. Oh, that nigga gonna come on (laughs) (laughs) So here's my thing about here's my thing about um, where I say and I agree with him not to have second thoughts, and I'm taking the fact that that's my godchild out of the picture. Um, Are you really? Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta take. I'm gonna give you the the tea with metal one, not the the TT version. So okay. my thing with it is, I was if I was giving advice to someone with you try. See, the thing is, is you 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 did what most women don't do. If you tried, well, I won't say most women, but you you tried to give him. Like you, like I said, you you didn't put him on child support. He put himself because you have done everything that you needed to do to take care of your child, and you tried to give him opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and you're still in a sense giving him an opportunity to handle this like adults, like two people who laid up and had a baby and just didn't work out should. So because of that, I feel like. Now that's what child support is there to be there to be the enforcement because you didn't make her by yourself. He's got other children that he actually pays for that he's doing that for them, but he doesn't want to do it for you because he's still trying to have something over you. He's still not emotionally unattached. Um, And I think that it takes in a situation you usually have one parent who's still attached to the situation emotionally. And when you're able to detach yourself emotionally from the actual situation of you and him, then that's why then you're able to say, okay, this is this is a business. This is this is a raising kids is a business. This is a partnership. We're raising human beings. It costs money, so things that cost money, that's a business. You're investing in your children for the future. So to me, he should he he should in this sense. He should have to go to – it's sad that you have to get someone to go to court to tell him, but now it's his lesson to learn that that $200 is going to be nothing compared to now. You were just saying, hey, I just want you to pay for daycare, not even anything else, no diapers, no formula, no dance, no nothing. So now he gets to see – I think it's only right that now he – you've been paying for her for three years. Now it's your. it's his turn to help you so that you can put her in the best of schools because, again, you're a single mother. So, it's, you know, and even if you have the best of a job, you're still going to financially 
want to do more for her. So he he should. Uh-uh. I wouldn't have no second thoughts at all. I had no second thoughts. I passed my baby daddy on the way to court. On the way to child support court, I passed him. He was going the opposite direction. I was going to the courthouse. I was like, mm, whatever the judge says, that's what it is. So I don't think you should. So, and to any mothers out there listening and any fathers as well who have, I know a lot of my guy friends who have custody of their children and their baby mamas have to pay child support. So to anybody out there, when it comes to second-guessing child support, if you've tried and you felt like you've done your best, then that's just what it is. Yeah. Also, also, don't feel bad if they're not involved. <laughs> there, there's, I'm sorry. There is absolutely you don't you don't get they don't get to have anyone uh, pity them. Anyone try to you know make excuses. It's, it's undeserved. Uh, what is deserved is that they walk their asses in there and the judge hits them with a number that they don't like. And I hope it's a, I hope it's a, a, a lot more than what you were uh, trying to deal with him and give him, what, $200? I hope it's a lot more mm-hmm. because you're going to see the face. And usually that's typically when they come back and then they want to negotiate. Now they want to, hey, let's let's go back to the 200. You're like, eh, that was too yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't yeah. don't feel bad. Um, yeah. The minute the minute you said that was it six months or however long, um, the minute a parent isn't involved, you, you ain't you ain't you ain't even got to explain yourself, man. It's like it's one of those things where uh, I could see if you were involved, you know. And not even, like, on the same level of me. Maybe it was just, you know, Friday to, you know, uh, Monday or Friday to Sunday. You're there at least. You know what I'm saying? And and maybe, maybe, you know, you'll have a second thought because they're trying, right? They're, they actually are actually physically there mentally, emotionally for their daughter. But no, no. I think that it comes to the topic of also when we're talking about what it should be used for. Um, We can go even a little bit deeper as to saying the mentality that we have as a culture with child support. You know, I I know some men and women, and I say men and women because it's on both spectrums. Um, I've seen other, I'll say the non-custodial parent. I've seen non-custodial parents who literally will stop working just so that they don't have to pay child support because in their mind, they're thinking of it as, well, I don't want her to go get her hair and nails done. But see, the thing about me is my hair and my nails stay done. But why do my nails and hair stay done? Not because I get child support because Monica goes to work. Right. (laughs) And because I provide that. And not only do my hair and nails stay done, but so does my daughter. Why? Not because Monica gets child support, but because that's what my, I want the best for my child, and she likes to go to the nail shop. So guess what we get to go do? Spend right. money at the nail shop that she just pops off two days later. But that's okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I think that that whole mentality of child support in our community, and we're specifically, I'm specifically addressing our community because we're in our community. Um, it's It's such a stigma, and it's so harsh to say that, it's a negative thing. Like I, I, my my brother um, has a son, and him and his girl, him and his, his child's mother did not work out. He put <laughs> himself on child support. 
he went and put himself on child support because in in South Carolina you have to it's it's a similar situation where visitation and child support are um one and the same. You can't have visitation unless you are on some type of child support if you guys are not together. Like it's it's simultaneous. You have to have child support to get visitation. So for him, he it was encouraging. I encourage him, put yourself on child support because it's way better for you to go say, you know what, I'm trying to do for my child, but you're because you're, you know, that type of baby mama or whatever, you're not letting me find. I at least would rather pay for my child and not give money. But then I've also seen people who are like, no, I'm not paying child support. I'm just, I'm not going to give her nothing. The baby could call this, call you and say, daddy, I need some shoes. And like, "Mm -mm, go tell your mama. That's where I feel like in our community, this child support thing is just, it's it's so, go ahead. I I think it's a a lot of situations are typically, and it's the same thing with your situation, Monica, about the like, Oh, I'll give you money, but go on a date with me. You know, the, those unresolved emotions, uh, and it's it's partially again the reason why I ended up where I ended up was because you know I left. You know, I I, I said by I left the relationship, and typically when you're the one who leaves, you're the one who deals with the, again the unresolved. Uh, emotional uh, attachments that that person still has. They, you know, they still love you, whatever the case may be. And I, I meant that as Tiffany um, was was he different in the relationship with your daughter? And then, like, it was just an instant switch when you guys broke up. Actually, it is the reason we broke up um, because uh, he has two other daughters from a previous marriage and. Unbeknownst to me, <laughs> when we started dating, he was still legally married. And in North Carolina, it comes getting a divorce is not that easy. You do have to be separated for one full year before you can file for a divorce, um, which there was plenty of time for him to file before the baby came. And I gave him that, you know, you need to file before the baby comes, before the baby comes. And he kept saying, I don't have the money, I don't have the money, I don't have the money. Um, I printed out the paperwork and everything, which in actuality, you can print it offline yourself. You can, both parties can sign it. You can pay whatever you have to pay for it to be filed. And then that's the end of that. And it, it doesn't cost a lot. They didn't have a house or anything together, so there's nothing they had to split. They just had their children. Um, so... Throughout the court, we broke up. My daughter was just shy of 18 months. And from the time she was born, he was not at the hospital when she was born. He showed up after. So from there, things just kind of continued to go downhill. Um, he's He has, like, eight siblings. His oldest sibling did not care for me, said I was not welcome in her home. So family events started being hosted at her home, which meant my daughter and I could not come. And he would not allow myself and his ex to be at the same family function. And so it came down to Christmas time. I bought gifts for her sisters, knowing that he was going to be with her sisters on Christmas and not her. Her grandparents lived five miles away from my house. They hosted Christmas that particular year. And I called him up. I asked him if he was busy. No, babe, I'm not busy. What's up? Okay, me and I are going to come drop off the gifts for her sister um, for Christmas. Um, we're just going to drop him by your house. 
see, you always do this. You always think everything revolves around you. I was about to leave and go to my brother's, which she has to pass my house to get to his brother's. And at that point, I was just like, I'm done. I've had enough. And it took a very good friend of mine to tell me to stop and look at not what I was allowing him to do to me, but what I was allowing him to do to my daughter. Like, she did not deserve that. She was a baby. And you couldn't stop and take 30 minutes, hey, man, I'm be running a little late. I got to see my baby girl. It's Christmas Eve. I don't see my baby girl because tomorrow's going to be hectic. No. It was just, they are a priority always. Like, if my daughter needed diapers and I wasn't able to do it, which I cloth diapers for this reason, um, you know, if her sisters needed something, her sisters have priority over her every single time. And it's not their fault. They're kids. Um, but it's his choice. He's making that choice. And that's why I left. And you're right. Like, we had that, you know, a baby mama's a baby daddy do. You have to slip up every now and then. And you get kind of closer than you should be. And during that time, then, yeah, oh, I'm going to send you X amount of money for Mia. Oh, um, can I see Mia on such and such day? Can you meet me so-and-so? But when that stopped, so did he. I think it's a mental conversation. A lot of the topics that we talk about, and this is about, and this goes back to us as a community, as a culture, is the mental wellness behind a lot of these topics, a lot of behind these taboos. Even something as simple as can you wear white after Labor Day and having the mentality behind that and, and seeing the history behind those types of things. So I think one, it's one reason why we have this show and we have this platform to talk about these topics is because none of these topics are black and white. There's so much gray area, and so, but within that gray area, it's a mental, there's mental issues and emotional issues, emotional abuse, mental abuse that are, that's happening in these situations because I can say that as as being someone's, I would never classify myself as a baby mama. Um, I used to classify my kid's dad as my baby daddy. It's a running joke now, you know, with the with me playing the theme song, but I would never classify him now, the person that he's grown into now and the father that he is now, I would not classify him as a baby daddy. He's a, he is a father, but at some point he was a baby daddy, you know, he was just that, you know, um, even from just outside of the money aspect, which is a whole nother topic, but even when we're talking visitation, even when we're talking about the mental, the overall, the overall mental upbringing of a child and the connection that they lack from these little petty um, conversations that we have about child support, or you're not going to go pick up your child because, you know, she took you to child support or, hey, I'm not going to let him see my kid because he didn't pay child support. We are so caught up at times with these petty things that we don't realize how it affects the child um, and how what you miss out on with the child of being petty. So that's why I say I think it's a very important aspect to talk about having that emotional detachment and how much growth you can actually have in child support situations and co-parenting situations when you are able to emotionally detach. I definitely feel that that's where the turning point was for me and my kid's dad is 
we both had to be emotionally detached. And at times, there's still some pettiness that happens. Of course, it's going to be that way because you've created life with someone and, you know, these little petty moments. But even in those petty moments, we're still now, the older our children get, we're able to say, okay, hey, this is how things are going. This is what needed. I also, the only good thing I can say I feel about child support that I've learned from child support is I don't have to talk about that. Once we were able to get to a number and get to a situation, I don't have to talk about that. Like, I don't have to, I guess that's the, the blessing in my situation. I don't have to worry about where and when is my child support coming? Is it coming? Did you pay it? I mean, there's one or few times I may say, hey, didn't see the deposit in their savings account. Hey, what's up with that? But it's very rare. And even in that, I mean, he's able to be like, oh, cool, let me check. Got it. Right. So it's taken us years, I mean, years of a lot of growing up and a lot of self-reflection in this situation to say, okay, am I being this way is what he's saying. And I think that's where we miss it, too. As custodial parents, we don't take that self-reflection time. We don't look back and say, okay, why does he feel this way about this situation? Why am I getting the response that I'm getting? Is it something that I'm saying and I'm doing? And I, and I say that because I've had to do that myself. I've had to stop and look at it from a different aspect. And I think that that's where it goes right, when things can go right. Um, when you have a when you have someone and when you have two people who are able to do that, um, and I think in Frederick's like kudos to you for still paying that because I know a lot of men who would not pay that. You have your child fifty percent of the time, and you're being un, you're unjustly getting um, I hate to say this word but raped by the system and 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 it really really that's what it is by the system. And all because this is what's designed. And I think that child support in itself, you have to look at it on a case-by-case basis. It's not just this one blueprint that you can follow for everybody. Right. Um, yeah, you know, the way I look at it is, like, uh, it, the money doesn't hurt. Uh, and that's, that's again, outside of the, you know, my piece and uh, my piece is expensive. And actually, you, I, I, I don't care how much I got to put up, um, but it, the money doesn't hurt, you know, and that, that's a way I look at it is like, I know my kids are good. I know that extra money um, is in my situation. I know that extra money is being put towards, you know, my children. Um, my, you know, my son has, Jesus, he has like four gaming systems. You know, he his his room is beautiful <laughs> over his mom's house. Uh, he's never bummy. You know, he's again he's well taken care of. Uh, but to touch on the growth thing, it's it's this. I I thought I used to think it was because I had my daughter at such a young age and my daughter's mom was young uh, that that's that's what it was, you know, this inability to set our feelings aside uh, came from being young. And the reality is not, you'd be 30 years old and have a child. And then when that relationship doesn't work out, you still exhibit those same, um, that same inability to uh, detach at that age. But it's because uh, it's a different kind of bond when you could, Mm -hmm. you know, you make a life with someone else. Um, 
so one of those things uh, for me is that that thing where uh, you know your situation with the like, well, I'll I'll drop off money if we, you know if we go on a date and things like that. Um, it's it's this weird thing that we all do. Our our inability to to uh, only think of ourselves in those situations. We're not even thinking about the child. Uh, it's, it's so common. And that's the part that really needs to be fixed because it, it is insane. It is insane the things I've seen, the things I've heard, the things I've experienced uh, personally uh, with no regard for the child in mind. And uh, to anybody listening, it, it comes back full circle. It comes back. I had a situation with my daughter. I was on vacation. Uh, and so the way I set up my schedule is, like, I'll work a whole bunch of shifts in a row and then have off go all those days and then immediately come back to work. So then I can't grab my daughter. You know, I can't see her, things like that. So it was, like, a span of two weeks, I think. And uh, her mom calls me. She's like, oh, um, when are you coming to uh, get Alina because she she's upset that she can't see you and she's blaming me and and she said some other stuff and I'm just like wait did you have to stop to ask yourself why she's like why what why Alina's blaming you she's like what are you talking about and I said have you ever stopped to ask yourself why our uh, I think Alina was ten at the time ten year old daughter is blaming you for me not coming to pick her up. Mm. Oh, what are you trying to say? Alina was eight months old the first time we went to court. This was me talking to her. Alina was eight months old the first time we went to court. And the one time when she was a child, she, a baby, she didn't recognize recognize me because I don't even know how long it was since she saw me or whatever. But I knew that she didn't recognize me even though she should have, but I knew. And from eight months on to, Jesus, I don't know, you know, what I said last year, eight months on to last year, we've been in and out of this place, you know, and all those experiences my daughter had, you know, the time you didn't let me see her for four months, all those are now coming back to bite you in the ass. They're all coming back. So, the fact that our 10-year-old daughter doesn't blame me for coming to pick her up, she blames you, she's upset with you, only speaks to what, what we've been, you know, my family, me, have been trying to tell you. Because our, our number one line was like, yo, just think about, think about Alina, you're, you're hurting, you're not hurting, you're not only hurting me, you're hurting our daughter. And it finally came back and just bit you in the ass. And you really have no one to blame but yourself, and you know this this abuse because that's really what it is. This abuse of power and abuse of you know we wield these children like weapons. We brandish them like weapons. Um, it comes back. It comes back around, and it's not going to come down. You know, it ain't instant. It isn't. But it's going to come back later. It's going to come back later, and you know something like the my story will happen. And you'll have to explain yourself. And these kids, uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, a lot of people think, you know, these kids are dumb. These kids ain't dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, 
we we don't give them as much credit as we should. These kids, are, these kids are pretty damn smart, and they're very you know uh, emotionally intelligent sometimes. And if you have that emotionally intelligent kid, yeah. So guys, let's we've got a call. Let's take a call. Let's try it again and take a call. Um, so go ahead, Sunny. Hi, caller. What's your name and what's your favorite tea? Hey, Sonny, it's yours. Hey, yours. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, what's up, Fred? My favorite tea, you already know, a hug and a mug. Hold it down. A hug and a mug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right. No, so, I, what should what? child support be used for? Oh, uh, well, I didn't hear what, what was the question. What should child support be used for? Uh, child support should, for me, I pray because I do pay it. Uh, child support needs to be used for anything concerning the child's, like food, clothes, uh, necessity type items, I'd say. Um, like gas to get to and from, whatever, stuff like that. So where it is, okay, even if you put it towards your rent, because, okay, my child lives there, so that was a type of necessity item. Something like I used the child support to buy him an Xbox, so now he needs shoes. So you need, no, I'm not doing that. You need to use the money that I give you wisely. Like use it for him or her in that manner. And then all extra stuff, it, it could just come from wherever. Because, I mean, I give enough child support to take care of him alone. So anything extra, you shouldn't need to ask me for nothing. You should, it should come from your end of this agreement. So that's how I feel about that. So, I, so I'm not sure if you caught a little bit of what we said earlier, too. We said one of the definitions was child support should be used for possibly reimbursement of the things that you should that you need. So, like your light bill, the shoes, all the necessities that you don't that you don't necessarily see as the non-custodial parent that has to be covered with being a being a custodial parent. Exactly. Yes. All those necessities. Do what you gotta do with it. As long as my child is and healthy and alive, I'm good. And clothed and fed, we good. Facts. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody's <laughs> disagreeing with that. Shout out True, to I you. think we all handle your business. Yeah, I, I I I hate when people do that, but you know I'll I'll do it. I don't like uh, be giving kudos. You know, they say uh, fish, fish want uh, credit for swimming. You know, uh, it's one of those things that like kind of rubs me the wrong way because I'm I like I want to normalize and not make it this thing where it's, like it's a myth or it's this thing you really don't see because there's definitely a lot of good dads out there doing the work that they should be doing. Um, but yeah, anyway. And I agree with I, you I just, on that aspect, Frederick. Like, there are a lot of good dads that pay child support or pay something, whether it's 
but they come up with between the two of them daycare or clothes, shoes, etc., and they're spending that time, then yes, totally, um, they deserve the, they deserve proper pride. <laughs> but you have those ones out there that are doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, I think for, for my circumstances, it's different from others. Uh, because, like you said, some people won't do anything. But for me, I put myself on child support. Um, and we had an agreement that over her emotions, she broke. Was, okay, I put myself on child support. Whatever he needs outside of the child support, I'll take care of that too. She got mad that, okay, when she asked for money, I complained for like 10 minutes, but then I still give it to her. She just didn't want to hear the complaint, so she raised the child support. It's like, okay, then that's all you get. So for for my situation, if she would have just, hey, deal with the complaining, if you ask for $150 a, a day or a week, and, I, and I'm mad at you for all of 10 minutes but still end up cash-apping you the money or selling you the money, why can't you just put your phone on mute, kick it away for 10 minutes, and then when I say it's in your account, say thank you and we go about your day. That is what turns people off. The threat of, okay, I'm going to use this against you. You're not hurting me by taking money out of my pocket at all. It's, 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 as long as you're using it for him, I'm good. But now you're just hurting yourself because the extra that you could have had to do whatever else you were doing with it, you don't have that. That's, that's not going to you. That's just my take on this. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree with that. I always it, it, it definitely does rub you the wrong way when it's like it's used as it's used as a threat. And also, again, it, we we circle right back to that part where they in, a, in an effort to hurt you, they hurt their ch- the child because again, the child has to be taken care of on both ends. If the child yes. is not good at your mom's house or the, or at their father's house, and and you got your hands in it. You know, that's your fault. And also, you can't complain. And I, I ran into this interesting thing where men end up on child support or women end up on child support. And guess what they have to do in order to, dis- like, let, let's say, for example, me, right? If I had all my bills worked out, everything, I know my income, and then even though I have my daughter half the time, I end up being put on child support. And it's more than... than uh, what I can afford, but they take it anyway. That's what I now have to do. I have to go to work. I have to go work another yep. job. And guess what I can't do? Spend I time can't with your be kids. bad. And then <laughs> yeah. guess what happens? You can add the days that I can no longer now be a dad to guess what? Get more money. And that's where the system is so broken at. It's because I only work three days a week. And I'm, and I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do that. But if I ever had to work, you know, five days a week, that means two days out of the week, I get to be a, like an actual dad. I spend actual time with my children. So let me let me flip that too, though. Let me do it from a from a a woman's perspective on it. From my situation where I was only getting two hundred and fifty a week for two children that were under the age of five. So in turn, you don't want to watch your kids or see your kids because you think that that's hurting me by you not seeing them. But then you think it's hurting me also by not paying what you could by only giving the 250 Because like I said, in my situation, 
he told there was a certain amount that you said you made, but you didn't. So with that, that in turn for me means as a, as a, as a single parent, that's less time I get to spend with my kids. So guess what? Now I have to go work two jobs. And that's less time that I get to see with my kids than my kids are with someone else, not you. So in turn, I think it's that same mentality of you are, it's that emotional detachment that we keep talking about, that you're thinking you're hurting me, but on the scheme of things, you not paying what you're supposed to pay is not hurting me. It's still hurting on both ends. It's still hurting the, the kids. It's still hurting that, that parent-child relationship on both ends. So I feel that it's, it's the system again is not geared towards a lot of people say child or child support is geared towards women, but that's not always the case. It's just a flawed system in general. I I would, I would actually think it's the opposite way. I think it's more geared towards men. (laughs) Like I've, I've heard so many stories about like in your situation where like, I know, I know people well, I don't know them because I don't mess with people like that. But I know uh, a guy um, who would uh, quit his job, say he didn't have a job, and go and find another job or go back to that same job just to get out of paying child support. But, you know, and, and, and I get it for the people out there who, who don't have a, have a job um, and can't find work or whatever the case may be. We, we know those times, you know, those times come. But what was the unemployment rate? Like eleven percent or something? Like, I'm not entirely sure. But when you talk about three hundred plus million people, that ain't that big of a number. So most of the people going to family court, guess what? They they most likely what employed. <laughs> Probably. Here's a crazy story. Here's a crazy story. Whose baby's daddy jumped out of the court window? Just so he wouldn't pay, pay, the judge told him either you pay because he wasn't paying. You, it was almost, it was $250 that he had to pay. He just brought a car, all on social media, buying cars and stuff. He jumped out of a window, y'all, not to pay $250 that for his kids. How crazy is that? That's because this thing was, I'm not giving her my money. But the thing is, is you're not giving her the money. You're giving money for your child. Your kid. <laughs> like, that's the part that is, is baffling me. Like, you think y'all are not, they, people that do this, are not thinking about, this is for my kid. Yeah, like, what can I do to support my child? Like, we don't live under the same roof, so what can, how can I do my part? Isn't, I mean... Would not be what most people. And this is the thing: if she's not doing what she's supposed to do, that's where, as a father, you take her to court. That's where you go back and you take her to court and you say, "She's not doing these things. My child, if my child is suffering, and like one point you said, is detailing what you're giving to anyone outside of child support, any money that is given to baby daddy, baby mama." tracking that and having a system to show that history. So if those things are happening by you paying it and you're still seeing why my child got high water, got holes in their shoes and things like that, when you go and do your part as a mother or a father or the non-custodial parent, 
and start asking those questions. And maybe that child needs to be with you then at that point. Because if I'm financially doing everything for my child and you're still, and I'm still giving you money and I'm giving you money outside of that, then maybe my child needs to come and stay with me because that means that I financially can do more. Unless, like I said, kids are a business. They expensive. I mean, they're really expensive. <laughs> so, especially those so girls. That, no, especially them boys. All they do is eat. well. No, my daughter eats like crazy. Like she's always in the fridge. Like always. So, um, I think that that's um, that's definitely going back to um, yours's point. I I definitely feel that. It's, uh, what do you say, yours? I was saying with you. With we can't hear you. Sleep time. Say, say it again. You were going in and out. He'll, he'll pop back in. Yeah, I think you cut out. You're, you're was going a kid. I cut out. I'm sorry. I'm driving. But y'all kick me out of here. All right, yours. <laughs> we going to go ahead and follow. He brings up a good point, though. I mean, because I do feel – now, there are situations where I feel that if we can – if you're paying child support, whatever, and we're both doing our part. Now, here's the, what I think if you're paying child support. Now, if it's something like, okay, my daughter does cheer, right? That's a $600 uniform, right? So if we're both doing – you know, supporting her and doing things, and we decide to pass that, even though you're paying child support, because at the end of the day, I actually pay more than $1,000 for my kids. I mean, just in them alone – I pay more than what I get in child support, right? But I feel that if we can if we can come to an agreement and say, okay, I know that I'm giving you this money amount of money, not every month, but some months. I mean, to be honest, that's literally half of most of that is my grocery bill because my kids eat like crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not uh, that's you know those little things. But even if we can come mm-hmm. to the agreement on saying like, hey, like I always offer like hey, she's got gymnastics, you want to go half? Or we have this thing that he does, um, he does their back to school. He always gives money for back to school because we both know that they're growing and that, you know, they're getting into the vans and the Jordans of everything. So give half, I'll give you half for back to school. Or, hey, I'll buy such and such and such and such off of their back to school list. And you cover this. Like my daughter, everybody's virtual. So my daughter has, um, she had a laptop. So he purchased her laptop. I took care of my son. So it's those where those types of conversations, I think we're not having enough of. I don't think we have enough of those conversations to be able to go. But again, like I said, we're emotionally detached. So when you're able to parent and co-parent, not all the time is going to be great, but um, I think that that's, that's what we have to strive more for. And the, yeah. the, the, the amazing part about that is if you, once you get to that level of co-parenting, 
it's it's a breeze. Everything's so much easier. It's so much easier. You know, my son's mom, she, she basically enrolls him into everything, and I don't mind paying cash. I don't, you know, I don't mind paying half. Um, you know what? Sometimes what she does is she's like, hey, look. Where is your round of applause, gonna... Mo? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm hold gonna... on, Mo. We don't get it. Hold on. She don't ask for no round of applause ever. So hold on. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Well, you know what? She's so, she's so on top of her game. And, and I, I do give her a lot of credit for it, you know. Uh, and, and we are together, and and there are times I post on social media about her, like, and just how dope it is to like get to that point. And part of it is because I have one who, you know, they're not so bad anymore. But I, I know, like, I you know, on this end, I got it good. And but I don't think people put two and two together as far as if if you know what, what if you just offered something without them asking. You could probably get away with not having to pay. Again, if you know Tiffany's, um, Tiffany's uh, baby yeah, daddy, child, child's father. No, <laughs> baby daddy. But yeah, <laughs> uh, if, had he just if the crazy part is, had he just took that, he could have made. He, you know, he could have saved a lot of money. He's been saving money already because you know he hasn't been paying. But he's he gonna find out like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to find out that shit. I could have saved a crap ton of money, but, you know, I, I let my ego get in the way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I let my feelings get in the way. And when you're able to, you know, think about your child and not think about yourself, you can you, – some good comes of it. Some good comes, comes yeah. up. The headaches are no longer there. And I know sometimes they are the headache. <laughs> sometimes they are <laughs> the ones, you know, you know uh, with the drama – um, but it's so much easier, man. But like once you and it, it it's work, it's work as any relationship is. Co-parenting is a relationship, and that shit takes work. But once the work is done, it's a breeze. It is a breeze. And yes, you're gonna have you know uh, raising a child, whether it be religion, whether it be like life lessons, things like that. You guys are gonna have. You, you you're not gonna agree on everything, which is cool. Like that's just how relationships work. But once you get to that level of co-parenting, life is a breeze. You're not you know growing growing gray hairs and all that. You're not constantly arguing and like all that uh, emotionally draining stuff that comes with it. So the minute you sit there, you're like, hey, um, so and so has school or, or or school. I would buy. So what I would do is, like, I'd buy half uh, of the uniforms. Actually, most you know, the crazy part is no one thinks about how easy it is just to send money. Have y'all ever gone, have y'all ever gone school shopping, fellas, ladies? I know y'all going school shopping. Is it not a headache? <laughs> it's not fun. Like, they don't understand. Oh, a lot of people don't understand how easy it is just to be like, here goes cash. You don't have to deal with the lines. You don't have to deal with any of that. But see, even now things are so much easier. You don't even have you don't even have to give cash. You know, like I, I've told oh, you my mother times. Cash he's like, he's like my my kids. He's all, she's talking about how she needs. This is back before they were really good. She's always talking about how she needs food for Drew. He needs food for the week. He needs food for the week. And the thing is, is okay. So he needs food for the week. So now 
strippers. There's things out there. You can send her a Walmart grocery and have it delivered. So there, so you don't always have to have things be monetizing. You can, you can, I'm not even suggesting giving, if you're not comfortable with giving your child's mother or giving your child's father's money, then there's other ways to do it. Like say the daycare needs to be paid. Go and call and pay half of the okay. daycare yourself and you get a receipt and get yeah. an itemized receipt. You know, you can do things like, hey, you, the baby needs diapers. Okay. Then, you know, Corona is real. Drop it off at the doorstep. You know, sometimes, like you said, sometimes you don't have, you don't ask and you just do. You do for your child because that's what you're supposed to do for your kid instead of thinking the negative parts of, well, she's going to go take this. If you do have a kid's mom who does go take money, you know, she does take $30. You know, I had one guy friend who his mom, he would go buy Jordans or buy whatever the kid needed, right, and put and leave the receipt in the bag. She would go back to the mall and return it, buy something cheaper and keep the difference. So I told him, stop putting the receipt in the bag. Just send the shoes. Right, right. Uh, you know, there's so many different things that you can do without it even being about money and being cash. You know, you you want to you want your child to be in gymnastics? Go pay half of the gymnastics bill every month. Set an alarm and pay it half of the month. That's what that's that's what me and my kids dad used to do. He would pay call the daycare, and he would pay half of the daycare. I I told him I don't want the money because I don't want you to have to come back and say I had one too many times of you telling me what I should and shouldn't do with the child support or what I am doing with the child support just because you see me with my nails and hair done. You know, well, my money is not for that. That's fine. Your money don't have to be for that. Your money can just go strictly for what it's needed for, daycare, diapers. Um, If you want to just spend their snacks, you can just do their school. Better yet, even school lunches. I would tell him, I gave him the login for my kids' lunches, and so, hey, you pay for their school lunches. I didn't have to pay for, I don't pay, I don't have to pay for their, their money. If they want ice cream and stuff like that, you go ahead and, and add your card to it and let it be for that. Like I tell my son with Fortnite, you want all this Fortnite stuff? You need to start calling your dad and have him give his credit card. Have him give his credit card number because, look, because have, have your father do it because your dad ain't going to do it. No, but have your father do it. Have him put his card. Don't put my card no more. Mm-mm. Right. So I think and see, that's one thing. Like, things? in this whole child support thing, you a lot of extracurriculars get overlooked. Like, oh, that's not a necessity. That's a luxury. And, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, don't you – wouldn't you want your child to have, like, a full childhood experience and be able to – do those type of things like my daughter is three but she plays soccer she swims she's in dance and she's about to do gymnastics and she's been doing that since she was 18 months old and no I never gotten half from him and I've never asked for half from him because that's something that I want her to experience so if that means that I have to do my hair myself then I do my hair myself if I have to paint my nails instead of going to the salon to get them done all right then so be it just for her to be able to have those experiences. And the, the crazy but it shouldn't part be a question of if you can do it. It should be a question of which sport are they going to do? What activity are they going to do as parents? That's the question. It shouldn't be, uh, well, I have to, what, what, what do I have to pay? No, it should just be, okay, well, which sport is she doing? Cool. Because let me tell you, if, I could, if it was reversed now, if I could just, look, you mean to tell me that I can just get them when I want to and all I got to do is give you $1,000 a month and not have to deal with all the extra stuff? You're winning. You get to get your child whenever you want to. You can see them when you want to. And all you got to do is pay 1000 
if I only had if I only if I only had to pay a thousand dollars a month, I wouldn't be in this country. I'm telling y'all right now. Y'all be like, where is Moat? They'd be like, I'll be like, look, I'm sending a plane ticket for my kids, get their passports. We gonna be over here at a thousand dollars a month at two fifty. You was you was you was lowballing that sis. I'm gonna tell you now at two fifty. You was two fifty. For real, that's I'm not even covering. That's that's not even formula. Formula costs what twenty five dollars a can. Oh no 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 Mo. When I called him and asked him for money for formula when she came home from the hospital because I wasn't producing enough milk. Do you know what his mother told me in the background? Why isn't she on Wick? Oh. Wow. My baby was three days old. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's okay yeah, because ever okay. since then, that, I, I got their number. You know, you know I don't trust them, but that's being an asshole. But, you, but that's that interesting thing is because we, 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 we move the goalposts. Uh, we we like to move the goalposts, and I don't move my goalposts for anybody, whether family, friend. Uh, we move the goalposts because had you know, had it been her daughter, right, and the man mm-hmm. not stepping up, the opinion differs. Um, mm-hmm. But it's always interesting to see that because when when it's a family member, people typically uh, don't give the same answer. Yep. Right, true and that's true. And I I'm I'm like, man, I tell you right now, I I I don't. Um, even the last time that I went to court, I went to child support court like maybe two, almost two years ago. And even going to child support court, like I get anxiety. Like it was like anxiety. Anytime I see, a, like I think I got a, I updated my address and I got a notice from them. And I like immediately my chest just got tight. And I'm just like, dude, like, it's, like me right it's, now, it's anxiety. Even this topic itself, I was like, Oof. You know, it's that type of anxiety because it's such a negative. Like, I mean, I feel that way about any courthouse, but it's that that negativity Pretty side much. of it. And I think that if if people would just stop and actually have conversations about what's needed with each other, like I said, if you take take away the stigmatism of oh, I don't, I'm, a, I, I, I don't want to pay child support because I don't want to pay her bills. But if we were together, you would be doing that plus some. So now that we're not together, why is it so difficult to get you to do? Not always, but why yeah, is it true, so true. hard for me to get you? <laughs> That's true. Why is it so hard for me to get you to do what's needed for for a child and for your child? Um, and then it's and then it's I've I've been told well you already make enough, so what I gotta pay a thousand? Why I gotta pay you money when you make enough on your own? Yes, I do. I'm responsible enough and blessed enough to take care of my kids and to give them what they need and much more. Like you, like you said, friend. Like my kids got you got a gaming room, you got gaming systems, you got all these things. You know what I'm saying? So they're not wanting for anything, but that doesn't mean that you won't, you shouldn't have to still help me take care of them because I'm a responsible parent. Because we, we, it's crazy. Me and my kids that we just had a conversation about a vehicle. We just started talking about, Hey, what, what are you thinking? You know, in a couple of years, what kind of price range are you thinking for a car for Janaya? And I was like, Oh my God, like I didn't even think about that. Like we're, we're getting to that age and it's like, okay. In my thought process, he wouldn't even have to, he'll go half 
But what you don't know is that I already got that half saved up because I've been saving because I don't, again, it's a supplementation. I don't use that as a way to say that I need to. Now, have I had to, we just had this conversation, Sunny and I. Now, have I had to have a time where I've had to supplement that money for bill money because so that I can do what I need to do? Yes. Because I was a single mother with three kids, and you know what I'm saying? Yes, I've had to do that. But well, overall, that's also your money that she saves up, too, though. So. Exactly. So, again, that's why I always say it's reimbursement. Child support is reimbursement for all the things that I had, all the money that I had to spend that you didn't have. So if I need to take a part of that $1,000 or take that 250 and pay my light bill because I had to pay for some other stuff or the grocery bills were a little high because these Negroes eat all the time, then yes, I'm going to take that money and do what I need to do. Or if, say, we're going, like, okay, so what I used to do with my kids with child support is I used to let them take $100, and I would take them to Toys R Us every month. My kids used to go to Toys R Us every month for child support. Are you okay? Let me get you. Let me get you. I got. I, got <laughs> I used to let them go to. I used to and this, and I used to give them a budget of every month. And I used to do this like right. It was really my first Christmas after I got divorced. It was my first Christmas on my own. I didn't go home, so I let my kids. I splurged on them. Took child support money and I splurged on them. Got them everything they wanted, but. I let them once a month go to the store or go get what they want to get because I always tell them, you got money. I tell my kids all the time, y'all got money. You know, I'd be like, y'all paying for this. Although I'm paying for it, but you really paying for it because it's your money. So you want to go to Dave & Buster's? Cool. We can go to Dave & Buster's with your friends and spend your money and do this. But I used to take them to, to, start, to Toys R Us or Walmart or something and let them just ball out. $400. Just let them ball out and take $100 of that because I felt like that was their money. That's not my, I've never looked at it as my money. That's money for my kids. So if I'm able to, so because I had everything straight in the household, light bills, money, all that stuff, I'm going to take you to do the money, the extra money I don't have to do those things. The extra money I don't have to buy you that gaming system that you want or to buy that, you know, purple dress or a hundred scrunchies that my daughter has all the dang time. Even those little things. Or you want to go to Five Below. I love Five Below. My kids think that I'm rich because we go to Five Below and I'd be like, give us all one. Do what you want to do. I'd be like, it's five, mama. I can get this. Girl, put it in the car. Because, <laughs> but that's how, you know, that's the mentality I feel like right. I have as a mom, you know. As a parent, I feel like that. Not even as a mom, but as a parent. And when it comes to child support, that's just the way that I've geared myself. Because, like I said, I've had times where I've had to, I've had to depend on that. And when I didn't get the 250, it was hard. But it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I want better. I'm not going to depend on this person who is trying to hurt me. But by hurting me, you're hurting my kids. So I'm going to release. I'm going to take that energy back. I'm not giving you that power over my life or my kids' life to do that anymore. Um. And you know, a hard thing too, as a single mom, when you hear people say or read posts that says, well, you know what kind of man he was before you had a baby with him. No, I don't think any no, mother goes no. in to the situation like, because 
for me, I saw my daughter's father in completely different light with his older two kids. But I did, there was a red flag that I did not take heed to because um, our daughter is not our first child together. Um, I did have a miscarriage. And as far as insurance goes, like, I guess whenever you have a miscarriage, it's not covered on your insurance. So I had to pay that out of pocket. And he had agreed to help me pay half. Did Tiffany get half? No, we did not get half, which had to be paid before my daughter was born. So let's get, we're going to take up, we're going to pause this. We're going to come back. Fred, you good on time? Oh, yeah, you good. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna t- we're gonna pause. We're gonna take a music break, and when we come back, we're gonna do the product of the week because we've got a live interview for the product of the week, which I'm really excited about because it. Although we're the tea with Mo, y'all know I love coffee too. So I'm excited about this this interview Traitor. because it's a live interview, and we've been trying. I've been we've been waiting on this for a while. And she's been so patient and so gracious on holding. So. Um, when we come back, we're going to do this music break. This song is a shout-out to the fellas. You know, I had my ladies holding it down, so I'm going to uh, throw this one out to all the, the good dads out there. Shout-out to you, Fred, again. But we're going to come back on this topic. But when we come back, guys, you will hear Miss Sunny doing our interviews for our product of the week that she didn't know. <laughs> we'll be right back, Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, 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 <laughs> baby mamas, mamas, yeah, go like this, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, ooh, I am for real, never meant to make your daughter cry, I apologize a trillion times, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, Like having the boys come from her neighborhood to the studio trying to fight me. She need to get a piece of American pie and take her bite out. That's my house. I disconnect the cable and turn the lights out. And let her know her grandchild is a baby and not a paycheck. Private school, daycare, shit, medical bills, I pay that. I love your mom and everything. See, I ain't the one who lay down. She want to rip you up and start a custody war. My lawyer, stay down. She never got a chance to hear my side of the story. We was divided. She had fish fries and cookouts for my child's birthday. I invited, despite it. I show her the utmost respect when I fall through. All you, you will defend that lady when I call you. Abracadabra, all the sadder, thoughts of me, thoughts of she, 
thoughts of he Asking what happened to the feeling that her and me had I pray so much about it, need some knee pads It happened for a reason, one can't be mad So know this, know that everything's cool And yes, I will be present on the first day of school and graduation I remember Jackson Look at the way you treat me. See a little nose ass homegirls and got your ass in up the creek, G. Without a pat on you, left to straddle and ride this thing on out. And the union girl ain't speaking no more, cause my dick all in, I'm out. I'm talking about jealousy, infidelity, envy, cheating, beating, indie, and to the G, they be the same thing. But who you placing the blame on? You keep on singing that same song. Let bygones be bygones, you can go and get the hell on you and your mom. I'm sorry, Miss Because that's very unique. 
right, so um, basically, you know, I kind of was trying to play off the whole, you know, coffee is hot, you know, it's a hot beverage, you know, it's supposed to warm you up, make you feel good. So I'm thinking like, hmm, you know, what's something that's hot? And I can kind of, you know, name the coffee after, and I was thinking about like volcanoes. So um, Krakatoa was one of the first volcanoes I thought about, and was, which is weird because I actually saw it on a SpongeBob episode. Um, you know, I think Squidward was supposed to be some superhero that his superpower was like the Krakatoa, which was like a volcano eruption he did. And um, so that's kind of really, I know it's a weird story, but that's kind of how the name came about. Though. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. So what inspired uh, you starting your company? So, um well, before the pandemic um, happened, I, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was thinking about trying to do something within, like, the electronic uh, realm or either a T-shirt company or something like that. And I hadn't really, I guess I hadn't really had time to really put the effort into it like I wanted to. And then it's like once, you know, COVID-19 hit, you know, stuff started shutting down. Um, you know, work was kind of like, uh, you know, we're hitting this and, you know, working stuff now. So it was just like the opportunity opened itself up for me to go ahead and pursue a business. And then the coffee aspect came into play because I drink coffee all the time. And it was like, I know coffee in and out. And it was like, why not start a coffee company? You know that. You could put your heart into that. That's something that you really care about because I'm very picky about the type of coffee that I drink. And I'm like, I want to make a product at the end of the day that not only I can appreciate, but other people can appreciate as well. So that's kind of where the inspiration to start the company um, came into play. <clears throat> oh, wow. So how long have you been in business? Um, honestly, I just started a couple months ago. So around, I think, the beginning of June, um, I was when I actually went live. Um, started, you know, working on products and, you know, testing things out, uh, trying to find, you know, a, a good uh, website, you know, and stuff like that. You know, working with Shopify, trying to get everything set up around about the time when the pandemic started. So, um, yeah, but in June, I actually went live with the product, though, so like I said, a couple months. <clears throat> okay, so this is very recent. Yeah, and absolutely. Why, <laughs> what makes your coffee stand out from the rest? Like, why should we choose Krakatoa coffee? Oh, man, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. So, I don't know, and I, I know that, again, like like y'all said in the intro, this is the tea with most. I know coffee may not be you guys' like forefront, but, like, for me, I want something fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm drinking coffee, I want the freshest taste of coffee I could possibly get. And after doing my own research, you know, on some of the brands that you find in your local store, some of that coffee can be sitting on shelves for, like, weeks, even months at a time. Granted, coffee does have a long shelf life. But as time progresses, the oils in the coffee will cause the coffee to taste a bit, you know, rancid. It'll start tasting flat, you know, stuff like that. I don't want to put out a – I don't want to drink that. So it's like I wouldn't want to make a product that way. So we make our coffee on demand, basically. So as soon as you order, we're batching up, you know, orders, and we're shipping out whatever flavor that, that you ordered collectively. So the longest you will probably have – that coffee would be uh, roasted would probably be at a week time or however long it would take it to ship to you. So it's, it's as fresh as you can get it without actually roasting, roasting it yourself. So to me, I feel like if if you can get it as, in, in that realm of freshness, then I feel like that would be one of the main reasons why you want to shop with us. Because, again, like I said, our stuff isn't just sitting on the shelf collecting this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I do have a little secret to 
divulge to you while Miss Mo has stepped away for a moment. I have recently started drinking coffee myself. Oh, I, I, I walked right back in for which I was going to my tea. I walked right back in on that. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see some awesome. on this show. I mean, I'm I'm a teacher. It was bound to happen at some point. But, yes, COVID got me over here like, oh, my goodness. Jesus, take the wheel. But definitely, I did not know that about coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, I mean, it, like I said, it does. It tends to have a longer shelf life, but anything sitting on the shelf is going to lose its freshness over time. So I mean, I wouldn't recommend you know trying to drink coffee that's you know six months old just because you can't because it does expire. <laughs> and again, like I said, those oils will make it taste flat. It will make it taste weird. So like I said, I wanted to do something that hmm. where you're not getting, you're not having to even deal with it. Your coffee is as fresh as you can get. <laughs> so. Like I said, it's maybe a week, week, week and a half at, at the most that, that coffee has been roasted by the time it gets to your house. So, and like I, said, well, I'm I know. Sure I'm excited about it. it. <laughs> so, <laughs> where can we order it? <laughs> right, so, I um, need that in my <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, no, Miss you Adam, Miss, you're a traitor if I drink some coffee <laughs> and hear you over trying to order some coffee. <laughs> Well, I see, I found out that coffee is definitely a better alternative than Red Bull. Absolutely. So, and it it gives yeah, and it gives it gives me a decent amount of energy. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, anything is probably better than Red Bull. First of all, Red yeah. Bull is a depressant. First of all, I know. And that's I know. Your yeah, I know, like, I know so, all this stuff, but I needed to stay awake. <laughs> so, Miriam, so from your from your perspective, what are some added benefits? Because so we like to do tea education here. So we, we try to pick the tea of the week. So if you had to give us a coffee of the week to choose from, from, the, from, from the brand, what would, and what are some of the added benefits, I think, of coffee or choosing um, your coffee? So you want to, let me make sure I heard the question right. So you want to know a brand of the week, and then what was the second part of it? So we want, instead of the tea of the week, we want a coffee of the week, and then what are some added benefits or um, of drinking coffee? Okay. So um, from my site, which is uh, KrakatoaCC.com, you can pick up my, one of my favorite um, uh, flavors, which is the Cowboy Blend. Um, I think that's probably one of the main uh, ones that I'm selling right now outside of the K-Cups, people are loving it just because of the combination of flavors that within this brand. So I would definitely say check that out. It has a weird name to it, and I think that's probably, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in Texas right now, and I think a lot of my people are buying it just because of the name, but then they're getting it. It's like, oh, wow, this is actually good. So <laughs> I would definitely say the Cowboy Blend um, for sure. And an added benefit, I mean, First of all, coffee is like a natural diuretic. That's the first and foremost right there. So if you're having issues like like uh, intestinal issues or you're having issues with constipation, I would I would definitely buy for coffee to drink that. That's an automatic like it'll get you right quickly <laughs> for sure. Um, coffee can also um, aid in uh, weight loss as well. I mean it's not you know obviously it's not proven by FDA, but I just I'm talking from my own experience because coffee will fill you up. You can drink a cup of coffee in the morning, and you can skip breakfast completely. I know for me, I say it anyway, and I'm good until lunch. 
So if you're trying to, you know, limit your calorie intake for the day, I would definitely suggest trying to incorporate, you know, at least a cup of coffee uh, within your routine throughout the day. So um, I think those are two really good benefits of drinking coffee, <laughs> for sure. So. so I'm putting the cinnamon hazelnut in my cart because that sounds delicious. <laughs> I heard um, it. <laughs> it says it's a combination of cinnamon and hazelnut paired with this medium roast. And I love medium roast for a smooth, mellow cup of delight. I don't like my coffee too strong. I don't. And I think that's my complaint with the, like the Starbucks and things like that. But this, this is the perfect, this is like the perfect combination of my two favorite flavors in, in coffee. Um, I put cinnamon in my coffee. If I'm going to drink just a blonde coffee, I love cinnamon. So I'm going to go ahead and um, add that into there. I think I'm going to add that cowboy blend, too. So, Sippers, we're going to spell this out for y'all because y'all know we like to spell things differently. And I appreciate it because she's got it with the K's, and y'all know my name is spelled with a K, not a C. So I I am definitely feeling the whole, you know, I'm going to relate this back to being a Virgo because it's Virgo month. So I appreciate, you know, how Destiny lines. Yeah, I, I love how it lines up. So, you guys, it is spelled K-R-A-K-A-T-O-A-C-C dot com. Again, K-R-A-K-A-T-O-A-C-C dot com. You guys go flood her site because y'all know that we support, and one of the biggest things that we say here at the Tea with Mo is we don't support to be selfish. We support just to support, and that's something in our community that we need to learn how to do is to support without being selfish. So I am going to be putting this in my cart. Sippers, she will be – we're going to – I think I'm going to do the cinnamon hazelnut in the package. So what we do each week is we take – one one item from our product of the week, and we're going to do a big giveaway once we actually launch our site. So we've got um, a big giveaway. So I'm going to go ahead and make sure that we place a couple of the blends in there. I might have to wait, though, not for my order, but for that, so that it can be fresh, right, because they are only a shelf life of what, for the week, right? No, no, no. It, no, that's, that's um. About what, how long it takes for us to get it to you. No, the shelf life for coffee, okay, you can okay. keep coffee up, up to six months. It's just we try to get it to Got you it. as quickly as possible so you can get that, that that true fresh flavor that you want in your coffee. So, yeah. So, what's the difference between the standard espresso and whole bean on the grind? So, the standard is is more like a uh, like a medium um, grind. It's, it's kind of like what you would get from like your Folgers or your Maxwell House. It's the typical grind that you would use in a, uh, like, a drip coffee maker, like a 12-cup coffee maker. Uh, the espresso is a little bit finer, um, so it's it's a little bit, it's not really that much difference. It's just the grind is a little bit different. It's got, to me, I think the espresso has a little bit more of a, of a kick to it. Um, the caffeine is a little bit more enhanced to me in it just because of the grind. So the liquid, when it's, uh, it's processing through the filter, you get more of that uh that wake me up in the morning, you know, from the espresso. And then the whole bean is just that. It comes as a whole bean. You can just grind, you can grind it up yourself. If you have a, a, a bean grinder at your house or, or me, I use my ninja and blend mine up. So, I mean, decide you want to do it, and you can adjust uh, how fine you want your um, your beans ground up for your particular machine or just your particular purpose. Because uh, it depends on the machine. Uh, if you have a French press, 
you probably want to have more of a coarse uh, grind just so you can get more of the flavor out. So but just, that's the difference between the diff, those three different um, uh, options, though. So, Miriam, how can we find you on social media? So, um, I'm on uh, Instagram, so you can go to Instagram.com slash Crackersoil Coffee Company. And then I'm on Facebook as well. Um, Just look up Crackersoil Coffee Company. I'm the only one on there. Um, And you can check out the page. You can order from Facebook. You can order with me from Instagram. Or you can go to the website, like you already mentioned earlier. So, um, but yeah, that's that's where we're at right now, though. Well, thank you so much for sharing your product with us. I'm excited. I'm on your website right now, and I'm really, really I this uh, breakfast blend plus with the extra caffeine. Yeah, that right there is really good for sure. (laughs) I was like, you trying to be alert? (laughs) Yeah, girl. I think three year old. Gone. But she she's just being a hater. 
you know what? You're right. I'm sorry, Miriam. I will. Well, we didn't use the applause. Like, this is the most we ever used the applause in the show. I'm with it. True story. But guys, <laughs> this, this has been a great show. This, you know, every show we do, I keep saying, man, I'm. it's my favorite show. But I really, um, my top three shows are The Wellness, um, the Virgo show, because that was just way too much fun. And this has been one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite topics. And I think that it's so much we can talk about, and we we can talk about this for hours. Like, we could sit and dive into this conversation for hours. But if you would like to, we're going to bring you back. We're going to find another topic and go a little bit deeper into some of these topics um, and have you back because you were awesome. This was a great conversation, and I I'm I think that your story needs to be heard. And people need to hear this side of the conversation. We don't get to hear the male perspectives all the time. Um, and when we do, we hear it in such a negative light, like she said, with the Facebooks and all the griping and this and that. We don't get to hear the actual good fathers and the, the sides of – we hear about bad fathers. We don't hear about the good fathers who are also being um, – I don't even know what the word for. I don't want to keep saying the R word, but who are being um, – and the is not, I mean, who are being, I don't know the right word, abused, but um, <laughs> I know, you abused, uh, taking advantage of, there you go, taking advantage of, taking advantage of, there we go, um, and so I, I think it's an important narrative, um, and I, and I'm so grateful that you came on and took the time on your day off to come and, you know, and taking time away from the kids, because one thing we do know and we appreciate is that we're all taking time to talk about these topics so that we can do education. So we always say even if we reached one person and we were able to change the mind and conversation of one person from our stories, then we've done enough. Um, right. So, again, I really appreciate you coming on and talking this. And going back to the topic, let's sum it up. What would be, if you had to give advice out there to um co-parenting and people who share custody, fathers and mothers, because, again, there are mothers and fathers who are in the same situation that you are, what would be your advice to them, which is what we call our final sense? So, so, so you want me to kind of sum this up? Uh, I would say I've always felt uh, – tired and you know we talked about you, I think you touched on the anxiety you get when walking into that place I'm, I am the same way uh, and I feel like the people we're probably talking to today are those who probably feel the same way we do about family court um, my, my, my mother and we, I already said this but my mom told me you can't put a price on a peace of mind um, and the reality is you won't – that I know of. Um, there's some things that are just not in your control, right? Uh, and once once that court order goes through and that's the amount of money you're paying, that's the amount of money you're paying. And if your child is well taken care of uh, and they seem to be uh, not need for anything, I think it's best to just leave it alone. But, you know, obviously we're having this conversation because – Sometimes that isn't always the case. Um, and because you were talking about someone bringing up your nails because, you know, you you worked and you, you know, you, whatchamacallit, uh, 
when you when you assume you make out an ass out of doing me, you know how that goes. Um, I would I wouldn't speculate and I wouldn't bring it up or like about what they what they're spending the money on. Again, the only time I would bring it up is if this, you see that your child isn't being well taken care care of, isn't being uh, groomed, uh, things like that. Um, <clears throat> my advice though for those who want to game the system, the best way to game the system is to go do it outside of court. When these when these when these women and these mothers give you the opportunity to bypass court, do so. <laughs> you are saving right. yourself a lot of money. You are saving yourself a lot of money. And if you know you you brought up the whole um, paying putting money on towards child care without them knowing. Guess what? That's another way to game the system because guess who's not thinking about taking your ass to court? The woman you just sat there and put fifty dollars on daycare. She's like, oh, that was such a nice gesture, and and, and now she is this. And I'm, you know, this, this is the way to game it. Like, and it, it, it's kind of a positive and a negative, but it, it definitely is a positive because women are going to get some, you know, get some help. But if you don't want to end up in that place, you know, just just do what you're supposed to do. But if you go above and beyond the, the likelihood that you'll be end up in that place. You know, send I'm not saying you won't, but um, yeah, that's that's my two cents on it. Um, and shout out to all the dads out there, and shout out to all the moms doing this by themselves. Uh, I wholeheartedly appreciate every single one of you, Tiffany. You know, Monica. I know at one point, you know, you you were going through the same thing, and Tiffany. I know you you got a long road ahead of you. Um, but yeah, I appreciate every single one of y'all. I was a, um, a son of a single mother, and it, you know, it was rough. I tell my mom to this. I had two children. <laughs> my mom had four, and I was like, "How did you do it?" You know, we're like, right. we're good. But like, when I think about adding two to the mix, I'm just like, I would be in complete shambles, in complete shambles. And I'll I'll leave it with this: too much, or you pay, or. If you think you pay too much, there was this interesting article back, geez, in like 2014, 2015, about the woman's role as a mother, and so like a housewife, basically. And essentially, that's what single women are. They're housewives who actually go to work also, though. So they did the math. like So everything they did, because there's someone out there who does that for people, certain things, you got a maid, you know, you got a chef, this, that, and the third. They did the math. And you guys want to take a guess about what, how much they put their salary at for a, for a woman who takes care of the home and takes care of the child. You guys want to take a guess at a number? 55000 What about you, Tim? 30000 ah, $120,000. What? Oh, wow, that's, that's right. crazy. That's about right. And that's $120,000 of work that you're not putting in, you know, uh, talking to the people who aren't supporting, that's 120000 So money-wise and work-wise, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And one thing I would also tell them, um, back to why he's – uh, comment that I meant to say earlier was when he said she could take the 10 minutes of complaining. Here's my note on that. 
with you saying all the things that that parent does, whether it's a female or male, and you don't have your child all the time and all day long, that 10 minutes of complaining could be what is the 10 minutes that sets her over. That 10 minutes of you complaining and the 10 minutes that you're complaining over this and all she needed was just a quick second of asking you, hey, either you going to do this or not, because that could be 10 minutes of her being stressed out. Your 10 minutes of com- complaining is almost four hours of her doing what needs to be done or that father doing what he needs to do. So if every time I come to you and I ask you to do something because I need to do it, sometimes, like I said, we got to go back to self-reflection and we have to think about the other side of things and think about, well, shoot, she didn't have these kids all day and she worked and did this and did that and did that. So my 10 minutes of me complaining whether her asking me for money, regardless if she gets child support or not, sometimes that 10 minutes could be the very well things that set her off because, again, non-custodial parents don't know what custodial parents go through all the time. Um, you're not conditioned to be with your child all the time. In a situation like you, you've got 50-50, so that's not, a, that's not the same. But for parents who only get their kids, you know, every other weekend or this and that, sometimes that, again, sometimes I'm just saying that self-reflection is, and then even vice versa, are you complaining when you're asking for the $10, you know, for whatever money you need? Are you complaining for those 10 minutes? So on top of what you're saying, I will say let's sometimes have a little self-reflection. Let's have self-thought and think about self-reflection and thinking about the other person at times and thinking about if your child was in the same particular situation that you were, how would you want someone to respond to this? And that might make some of us think and act differently. Right. And also where where you're complaining um I don't know if you just uh where you're complaining is coming from, whether it's that again those, you know, not detaching yourself, you know, still emotionally involved but not involved with that person. Um and the the more self aware you are, you know, if you have to limit, you know, seeing them, uh to to kind of bring yourself back to a place in which you're good to communicate with them because sometimes, you know, for some people seeing that person just triggers those emotions and those memories and things like that. And sometimes, you know, the responsibility falls on you to deal with that accordingly. Um, So that way your decisions as a parent aren't being influenced by your decisions as someone emotionally invested in uh, the, the mom or the dad. Yep. Tiffany, what's your, or Sunny, what's your final tip? We're going to change your name. Lord. <laughs> um, mine is, I mean, as a mom that is, like I said, just starting out on this road, I definitely gained a lot of insight from this conversation. Um, of course, I know our perspective from the mom's point of view, but hearing another dad's perspective and then on top of that, he has two perspectives because he has one where he had a really difficult time and it's been a hard road for him. And then on the other hand, he has a beautiful co-parenting relationship that things run a little smoother. So you're able to, like you said, give, get takeaways from both and do a little bit of self-reflection. And just knowing as a parent, making sure that absolutely your intentions are to do what's best for your child and put your child first. That's all that matters. Because at the end of the day, you could say, I didn't do this based on my emotion. I did this because my daughter needs a relationship with you. Or 
I need that extra help to make sure that she has the best childhood possible because you, they only get to do this once and it already goes by so fast. So True. there's not really a lot of time to spend on the drama and the back and forth. And, you know, as any parent, mom or dad, you don't want to say, baby, I don't have, or I can't while the other parent, the non-custodial parent is over here buying new cars and, buying expensive alcohol and going on vacations and catering to other people's needs. And you just, you can learn a lot, like you said, by having a conversation, sit down, have a conversation, being adult. This is what I'm, how I'm going to take care of my responsibility. What can I do? What do you need? And go from there. Hey, I think that sums it up guys. Um, I definitely think that y'all got the final fib. Y'all got final fibs and hashtags. We didn't even do hashtags this show, but y'all got a mess out there. So, as always, guys. Uh, oh, you know what, Fred? You want to tell them where they can follow you on social media? Uh, at Freddie no. Rock. <laughs> dot seven four seven. So it's F as in Frank R E D as in dog D as in dog Y R O C period seven four seven. Well, Sippers, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, shout out to Miriam with the coffee. It's going to be amazing. We will let y'all know. Y'all know I love sipping out of my Mug Life mug. Um, So we appreciate her. Again, Fred, we thank you so much for coming on and being our feature, telling your story, and being brave enough to tell that narrative. Please continue to tell it. This is not going to be the last time y'all hear him on the show um, we're going to come up with another topic. We're going to talk about that right. offline and see what that, we're going to talk about. Me, I, I appreciate it you. It is our pleasure. Thank you. We appreciate you more. Um, so, Sippers, you guys just remember that you can catch us on SoundCloud. It's, the new episodes are always posted on Mondays um, afternoons. Give me the afternoon. I told y'all I went to Atlanta. I'm a little tired, so it'll probably get posted Monday right at 12. So look out for this episode there. It's the Tea with Mo on all social media platforms. In a few weeks, I'm excited. We are going to launch the website. You will be able to get our tea flavor, which is the Tea with Mo from Blendbee, uh-huh. com. You guys will be able to cop our merch. We've got sweatshirts. We've got mugs. We've got regular T-shirts. We're going to have a little bit of something because y'all know I'm the black market steward and Sunny is following up behind me with that too. So we are definitely going to have a lot of merch for you guys out there to be able to get. Um, I think I might make black market steward t-shirt. I think I'm going to finally make that because, yeah, that's who I am. Um, shout out to my Etsy shop. I was told that I needed to plug this. I don't know why, but I was told by a marketing person that I needed to plug my Etsy shop, which is Black Silk Inc. Um, on Ipsy, Ipsy, however you want to say it, whatever. But it has been real, y'all. I'm going to leave y'all with this song, but y'all already know what I'm going to say. Remember that when the tea gets too hot, let it cool down. We will see y'all next week. I don't even, oh, next week is a special show. Let me not even stop. Next week is our wind down. It is the Willie Takeover. We will have my dad, who is our number one listener, in the studio with us. It is going to be a Ask Willie segment. Y'all call in, ask him anything, not too crazy, but ask him some questions. And he's going to give us a playlist. I told y'all that playlist last week that y'all heard. He has a whole playlist that we're going to be getting into. And we're going to run down 
all the things that we talked about this week and get his opinion, his thoughts on it. That should be a very fun show. Super excited. Look out for October 3rd. October 3rd is our uh, Dear Aliens, Save Us. We are going to be talking with Crystal, who is a science fiction author, on the topic of do aliens exist? Do y'all believe that aliens exist? That's going to be a fun topic. So look out for what we've got coming. Again, our website is going to be launching on October 3rd, hopefully. So, again, like I said, remember when the tea is too high, just let it cool down. And, y'all, holla at us later. Bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.